0: Creating content that shows who you are and attracts the people you want to work with. My name is Trey McLeddy and I'm building my company, McLeddy Media, into the best real estate content marketing company in the world. Welcome to my podcast where I'll be teaching you everything I learned on how to build a better business and market yourself to get the right customers. Today, I have Andrea Jeffrey on my podcast and we are gonna talk about a plethora of different things. She is one of the most influential people that i know i met her through my bni group she runs a majorly successful business and she is an inspiring individual so thank you for coming on to the podcast today
1: thanks for having me i'm really excited
0: Absolutely. You are CEO of a major interior design firm here in Livermore. And I'm excited to hear about some of your perspectives, especially as it pertains to leadership. So can you talk to me a little bit about your leadership principles, how you've built your team and some of the the important leadership traits that you think that you have that have helped you achieve your success?
1: Sure. And I just have to say again, thank you so much for having me here. I'm really excited to be doing this with you. Uh, I'm very excited to see where you're going and and how you uh, operate and run your business. So I'm really excited that we've connected. Um, my le- leadership style really stems, honestly, from being humble, a humble beginning. You know, when I started my business, I never thought that I'd have a team. I never thought I'd have any clients. I never thought anybody would be interested in what I had to say or my my design style. And it was a, a kind of a really negative thought process when I started, just hoping for the best, flying by the seat of my pants, if you will, right? Like we see in a lot of different industries today. Um, and really, it it took a lot of focus, a lot of practice, uh, a lot of failed attempts at trying to be a good leader, I've lost some really amazing people uh, in the past that I wish were still with me, but it's you know you live and you learn. Um, but it's really about looking looking at yourself as an individual and who you want to surround yourself with, right? I think it's really important to to build your team with people that not only you enjoy being around, but that that inspire you to be better, that build you up, that hold you to your word we talk a lot about me being uh, a person that's very big on holding my word and my team does that they build me up if i misstep or i you know propose something that's idiotic we have no problem telling each other and they have no problem telling me "Mm, that's kind of a stupid idea and i love that that's really
0: interesting very very candid environment
1: it's a very candid environment, yes. <laughs> we often have this joke, and I won't say often, actually, because it's a daily it's a daily challenge <laughs> to insult each other, and uh, we have not been able to do so since. Wow.
0: You yeah. guys just can't hurt each other's feelings.
1: No, we're very open. We're very honest. Uh, the way I see it is we're a family, and that that's honestly my leadership style. I am there to support my team, to help them grow, to help them succeed, and it's... It's never been just a design studio with myself. Yeah. You know, I might be the most extroverted person on our team, uh, except for Maddie. She's also very much. I was going to say, <laughs>
0: she, she, she matches your energy to a certain extent. I think you guys are two peas in a pod.
1: Sometimes I can't keep up with her energy. She's like a tornado <laughs> of amazingness. Um, but, uh, you know, it's we're often challenging each other to be better and to be honest. And... I invite my team to hold me to it because in order to, in order to be better for our clients, we have to be able to have that environment.
0: Yeah. You know, there's a lot to unpack there. I, I really like some of the things that you said, but in the very beginning, you talked about some of the almost insecurity, some of the fears when you first mm-hmm. started your business, right? And I saw this quote recently. That I really liked and it really resonated with me. And I think it might resonate with you as well. It went something along the lines of entrepreneurship is like jumping off a cliff and building a plane on the way down.
1: <laughs> uh huh.
0: And that is a difficult concept to grasp if you haven't been in entrepreneurship. Because when you first start, you have this idea, you have this mm-hmm. skill, and then you have an idea on building it into this massive empire, right? Yeah. And then you get started and you realize, oh, wait. It's not just about me execute on the, executing on the scale. It's also about how can I lead people in order to scale? Yep. And leading people is something that is extremely difficult. Yep. But one thing that I really love about what you do is obviously you work really hard. I know you work late nights. I know you You guys are all grinding and hustling and getting shit done. And one of our principles here is GSD, get shit done. And I really I respect that. that about your business. But you also speak really, really positively about all of your employees. And that's not something that I see all the time. And it's not just that you speak positively about the employees as a group, right? You speak positively about them individually. Like you're so connected to each and every one and you don't have this massive team, but you have a good sized team. I mean, three, four people is still three, four people, but you Mm -hmm. know them so well. So even though you've had these insecurities, probably in the beginning and building your business, Mm -hmm. I think that part of why you've been so successful as a leader is you clearly care a lot about your team and the individuals.
1: I do, I used to think, and I know now this was not the right mentality, I used to think I need to separate myself from my team and not become friends, right? Mm -hmm. Well, what that got me into was losing some really key employees that if they were still with us, we'd have, just a really really even more solid team than what we have now right uh we're currently having to hire for one of the positions that we could have already had filled with an amazing person what i learned over time and through that experience of losing those key players was You might not be like amazing friends and you might not hang out every weekend. You might not call and and chit chat like I do with my friend Stacy every morning. Uh, At 3 a.m. At 3 a.m., yes, because she's the only other human up Um, (laughs) and (laughs) wants to hear my craziness. Uh, But we're a family. We should operate as a family, right? Uh, A family to me is not just... The family you were born into it's the family you choose to be around when you're not with your family yeah. we're we're very close we know a lot about each other we're there to support each other not only in the day-to-day business but we're there to support each other through life right if one of us is having just a shit day let's sit down have a coffee and talk about it what can i help you with how can i help you because the way i see it is You can leave your personal issues at the door when you come in, which is also something I very strongly believe, you know, buckets, right? Mental buckets. Uh, But it doesn't mean that you can't take a minute and help each other through a hard situation. Yeah. And, And the way I grew up was you never bring your personal life into work. that's been one of the biggest struggles that i've had because i don't if you know me i'm bubbly i'm i'm happy right i'm I try to be very personal. I work really hard at it. But empathy is not something that comes easy for me. (laughs) It just isn't. And anybody that knows me really well knows that I struggle with it. And Jen, my director of operations, has been uh, really helping me with that over the last four years. She'll be with me four years next week.
0: Wow. Congratulations. Thank you. Both of you guys on that four years is a long time to be with any company, especially when it's I mean, one of your employees for your business—that's a long oh, time yeah. to retain someone.
1: Oh yeah, and and what that's gotten us is just <laughs> really hard banter every day. <laughs> uh, but it, it it's great, you know. I she gives me a hard time i give her a hard time we love it Um, but we can be really honest with each other but what she's been helping me with is that empathetic side where it's okay if you're having a bad day and you come in and your hair looks like you just woke up even if you already did it you're missing a shoe which i have unfortunately done before getting out of my house yeah um you know just sit down take a minute and and talk each other through it no one's going to be productive if If you're focused only on the battles that you're hitting, right? If, if you're having a bad day and that's all you're focusing on, you're not going to be able to focus on doing a good job at work.
0: Yeah, no, I hear you. I think that you obviously have a very deep personal connection with all of your employees. And I think that's really powerful, especially being Jen, being with you for four years. I want to take it back really quick because when you, when you first started, um, you said that you tried not to be friends with yes. your employees, you really wanted to put that distance, boss employee relationship, right? Yeah. And I, it's my personal belief that no matter what you do, you can be successful a million different ways. You can be successful a million different ways. Yep. And I watch a lot of different content creators that have very different ideologies around leadership. Mm-hmm. I watch a lot of Gary Vee, and Gary Vee's very lead with kindness, kind of candor, make sure that you treat your employees extremely well. Make sure that you're always, that people do what they love. And I listened to some other content creators that are more so along the lines of not even content creators, but I was analyzing Elon Musk, for example. And obviously he's massively successful. I mean, you you can't touch him, but you read about his leadership style and he's an asshole. Like somebody wouldn't do anything, something, and he would go and he'd be like, you're fired. Get out. Next person on board. Mm -hmm and he just churned, churned, always moving, right? And not to say that one's better than the other, I probably lean more so the Gary Vee method considering it's nicer to people, but I think the key is understanding who you are at your core and leaning into it a hundred percent if you try to change yourself to become something you're not people see through it you're unhappy and you're not going to attract the right employees and you're going to let some go like you accidentally did right you yeah you're naturally a bubbly person you're naturally an engaging person so i can't imagine how hard it must have been to not treat your employees like friends because that's what you enjoy doing
1: it i think it's you know like I think it really stems to what kind of leader you want to be right I think before you even hire a team you have to look internally at yourself and and figure out what your core values are right I think uh Gary V I follow him on Instagram and Facebook and I think he's definitely played a role in my leadership style because I do watch his videos I've listened to him talking about kindness I've listened to him talking about his employees and he has a ton of employees right from what I understand
0: 2000 at his uh, at at Vaynerx I think he has 2000 employees
1: but if you listen to him talk about some of his employees, he knows who they are. Yeah, right. If you look at um, Elon Musk with that turnover and that more cold style, that hard style of being being an employer. It's that's the style that he wants for yeah. his company, right? He's okay with that turnover because people are probably falling over their feet to be employed by Elon Musk. Yeah, maybe even just to say, "I work for Elon Musk," right? But when you lead with kindness, when you care about your employees, they then take that what they feel from you and they put it into their work. And the type of environment that I wanted, that I that I always uh, drove. Two, before I even started my business, I knew I've worked for some not so great people, right? That's, that could be a whole podcast episode in itself. <laughs> but I knew from working for other people, the kind of boss I didn't wanna be. And that boss was someone that didn't give a shit about their employees. I, I wanted my team to know that when they were coming, spending more time at work than they were at home, that they, it's a comfortable environment, it's a welcoming environment, it's an open environment. Uh, I, I welcome constructive criticism, whether it's harsh the reality or whether it's you know, very soft-spoken. I think anybody that works for us needs to have a good solid backbone and they need to find their voice because we are, as we've mentioned, very strong type A personalities.
0: guys. So just a quick break. I do this podcast to bring as much value as possible to as many people as possible. So if you're getting value from this, I'd love it if you would leave a review. I'm growing this completely organically, aka no ad spend. So it would be a huge help. I appreciate you and enjoy the rest of the show. And that's something I think is really, really impressive because you've managed to find a balance where yes you are extremely lively and fun and personal with your employees Mm -hmm. but and i'm sure you don't even like calling them employees i'm sure you probably prefer calling them teammates teammates and and family there you go And, Mm -hmm. and that's powerful You've managed to be very personal with them, very fun. And you guys do fun stuff all the time. You talk to me about freaking getting a go-kart and wrapping it in <laughs> Jeffrey Design Studio mm-hmm. decals, right? But you also are drivers. You guys are also all moving towards a goal. And that's something that I've found to be increasingly difficult at companies. It's It can be either one or the other sometimes. Either yep. you have someone that's very kind but doesn't have a backbone and isn't willing to provide feedback. Or you have somebody that has a backbone but isn't kind and they drive people away. Yep. And you've managed to find a balance, and that's something I'm trying to find within my own team because I've noticed sometimes when I'm really when I'm really nice and I don't provide the feedback that I know I should, then quality starts to dip off. Yeah. But then when I go too hard, and I and I want to avoid going too hard uh, and just providing a ton of feedback and making them feel like garbage, and mm-hmm. but and not having them want to work here because then quality will still go down. So can you talk to me about how you have found? that balance of, okay, we're gonna love each other and we're gonna love being at work, but we're also going to strive for these massive goals and be mission-oriented.
1: Sure, I'd love to say that there's a science behind it. I, <laughs> um, it would take some analyzing, but really where how I think I got here was, uh, again, looking at myself and finding out, after I lost those key players, those key, key teammates, what kind of boss do I want to be? Like, who am I and where am I going? Where where do I want my business to be? What environment do I want? Uh, and really putting together and writing down as a team, this is imperative because if you do this as a as a entrepreneur, a business owner, or a CEO, and you're just building the vision for your 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 business on your own, then no one's gonna care. No one's gonna put passion into what you're building because they don't feel like they're building it too. Yeah, right. They're just there to get a paycheck. And that's not the environment that I think creative environments need. Creative environments need to feel that passion. So what we did was we had a day where we closed the studio down and we went off site. Uh, We had breakfast, coffee. We ordered luncheon. I pulled up a whiteboard. I created a a standard operating procedures kind of list. And we just powwowed for the day on where we're going, you know, share my vision with my team so that they could feel like they're a part of it and have input on where they wanna see our company go. How can we get there? Who's our ideal client? Uh, What are our core values for the company, both individually and for the company? And come up with them together. I think that was a huge uh, game changer for us because now we all know it, we're all on the same team. I wanted this to be a team effort. Yeah. I've always had the word group in our legal name because it's, it was never an individual thing for me. And I wanted it to be very evident to anybody hiring us or working with us as a, as a partner, right? Vendor, contractor, subcontractor, whatever, that this is a group effort. You know, it takes a lot of people to put what we do together and that's any industry, right? So I really wanted my team to know that this is not, it's not a me thing, it's a we thing.
0: That's, that's powerful. That's powerful. And it reminds me of another quote where the people build the business. Yes, The people they do. within the business are what build the business. It's what mm-hmm. makes the business. And I think businesses are a shadow. I don't want to say a shadow per se, but let's just call it a shadow. A business is a shadow of a founder. You yeah. can see so many of the flaws in the in the upside of a founder within a business. Like for example, my business, I'm a very creative individual, but I struggle with consistency sometimes. So my business is very, is very innovative. Sometimes we struggle Mm -hmm. with consistency, which is why I have to surround myself with very consistent people. Um, And that's how I run, but with your business, you have a core group of individuals. You have one person that's been with you for four years mm-hmm. now. Can you talk on how your people have helped you have, have helped you build your business and some of the growth that you've seen with your long-tenured employees over the past five years and what kind of business goals you guys have accomplished?
1: Sure. Um, so what was the question?
0: Yeah, it's just <laughs> so people build the business. You've had some long-tenured yes, employees. Yes, yes. Okay. What kind of... Business milestones? What kind of business growth have you achieved with the people that are part of your business, especially the long term ones?
1: Yeah. So I think uh, very much that goes with that uh, you are who you surround yourself with, right? So, uh, and it's always been important to me to surround myself with people that are smarter in an area where I am lacking. Mm-hmm. Right. So when I was doing this by myself, I was doing my accounts receivable, my accounts payable, my scheduling, my sourcing, my drafting, my permit submittals, you know, uh, talking to contractors, bidding everything by myself, walking jobs during construction for quality control and design intent. Um, but what I quickly realized were there are certain things that I just wasn't good at. Numbers are always one of them. Um, <laughs> my math's not so strong, uh, but uh, you know that's how I that's how I ultimately came up with hiring Jen, who's been with me almost four years now. We'll just call it four years. She's extremely knowledgeable and strong at the financial aspect and running the operations. So putting her in that spot was a key, uh, a kind of a key connector to the whole thing. And I think. The best advice anyone's ever given me, and it was probably in my first six months of owning my business, was hire for the weaknesses that you have. And the first weakness you're going to have is the paperwork and all of the day to day, because if you have to do that too, then you're just stuck pushing paper all day and not doing what you need to do, which is moving projects forward. And I, I, I absolutely took it to heart. I tried two uh, people in her position until she and I met randomly in a hair salon chair next to each other.
0: Wow. No, you know what you just said about hiring for your weaknesses reminds me of something that Gary V said, actually. And he said, um, hire as fast as possible for the things that you don't like to do. Yes. Hire as fast as possible for the things that you don't like to do, because the highest leverage activities are going to be the things that you can work. The longest mm-hmm. and the most passionately on because you're gonna get the best quality of work. So yep. if you hate doing the accounts receivable, but you notice yourself spending two hours on the accounts receivable, that's two hours that could be spent on something that you love and driving the business forward, right? And you could just be hiring that out and something like accounting can be hired out for not that much money. I mean right? you don't you don't need to do it yourself.
1: Exactly, and if it's a weakness that you have, you're going to dread it. You're going to push it off, and then you're going to get behind, and then you've got to catch up, and then you're not going to bill as much as you need to because yeah. you're going to forget to bill somebody. Yeah, uh, and you're going to have to backtrack. You're going to get clients upset. You know, that's it's just the way it is. So, hiring for those things that you're not good at, that you dread doing, or you just don't like to do, is really going to give you a solid foundation to to grow.